The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Come join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and we have the privilege, Percy, of being here to address our listeners each time. It is a privilege. I tell you, I wake up every day and I go to sleep every night thanking God that it took me a little while to show up for my job, but when I came, he didn't give my job to no one else, my friend. I'm grateful. All right. We're going to meet. Uh, you know what? I, I, I say this every time. We're going to meet someone special today. It's true. You have the most incredible interviews that you bring to us of these wonderful people who are, are either on a cancer journey or they're giving their lives in support of those who are. Well, of course, we serve a big God. You know that, and I know that. We hear that preach. We've heard it preach. But when that cascades down into the expression of God through his humanity and his 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 children, you really get to see the unique, wonderful nuance of God expressed in a particular individual's personality and their purpose. And today is going to be one of those days. Yeah. Now, before you stepped into your present responsibility, which oversees really all the hospital chaplains, as I understand it, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. of the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I have a relationship with all of them. You were at one of the facilities, happened to be near Chicago. That's correct. And when you were promoted, someone had to step into your place. Well, when I was promoted, someone had to step into my place. And I've had a car, we've had a conversation, and there'll be an interview with that gentleman. But also, uh, before uh, I actually transitioned, I also had to replenish some staff. And, and find some, some, some new people to kind of replenish some folks that had retired and left. And this particular gentleman was one of those okay. nuggets that, you know, I did not see him coming. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> but God knew. And the Lord dropped him in my yeah. lap. And, man, to this day, I am grateful for that gem. All right. We're titling our conversation today, Chaplain's Orders. But I'm, I'm going to prohibit you from saying anything more about that because it'll become clear when we hear from our guests today. Aye, aye, Captain. Okay, all right. Chaplain's Orders is our program here, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have a resource that we want to offer you. It's called Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. Percy, you wrote this. Tell me about this. Absolutely. Again, when we talk about the unique dynamics and the nuances of being told that one has cancer, uh, there are emotional needs that at some point surface sooner or later uh, with that individual. This document basically was designed to attempt to help individuals to have somewhat of a foreknowledge of the possible emotional needs of cancer patients so that we don't shy away from or run from those discussions, but on some level we're somewhat prepared. So this document helps people to kind of work through the dynamics of being physically present uh, when they're uh, they're talking with someone with cancer. So often we check out of that discussion because we don't know what to say. We're not fully present. So being physically present and available to those individuals, being a source of joy. Uh, some other things that are discussed in this particular document, uh, be a reminder of goodness, be a source of comfort and compassion. This entire document is designed, again, to equip caregivers and supporters so that we run to cancer patients and not away from them. Well, I know listeners appreciate these resources, and I appreciate you putting them together and making them available.
available to listeners. This one is called Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. And the wonderful thing about these resources, you don't have to wait for them to come in the mail. They're available to you right now online. You can download them, print them, print multiple copies if you want. Yeah, we're faster than any, any courier express company that you can utilize. We can get this package to you immediately. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. All four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. Now, a word of thanks to those of you who have subscribed to this podcast. You can do that by going to our website. You can also do it uh, by going to iTunes. You can use any number of podcast apps to uh, to subscribe and listen to this program. Uh, one of the main ones is iHeartRadio, which is a very popular app these days. Uh, we're available there now. Absolutely. So we're everywhere. We want to be everywhere. We're sort of like the Holy Spirit. We are okay, all okay. over the place. All right. All right. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Do that by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you're going to bring uh, this week's pre-recorded interview to us in just a moment. But before that, why don't you open the scriptures for us? Our spiritual nugget, my friend. I'm glad you asked. I was biting at the bit. Is found in Matthew, the 25th chapter, and verse 23. And how appropriate for today's discussion says, His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. We're going to really understand the power of that today. Let's meet our guest now. Well, I am thrilled. I have an individual sitting in front of me who I know very well and personally. Uh, He's going to be on the show today, Reverend Larry Foster. Um. He's a chaplain at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Chicago at CTCA. And um, I'm a little bit familiar with this man's journey and path. Welcome to the show, brother. It is such a pleasure to be here, Reverend McRae. Truly my honor. It's, it's, it's good to have you and long overdue. You are a chaplain at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Chicago. And um, you work in the pastoral care department. I don't know how that happened. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> uh why don't you tell the story how you start working at CTCA, my friend? Well, you know, it was an incredible uh, journey. Um, I had the opportunity to, uh, at the time, contact the organization um, by directly calling the individual who I'm talking with right now. Hmm. Just so happened he answered the phone. And from that conversation led to an opportunity to interview by Skype. Had not even met me. Yeah. And from that, to make a long story short, I uh, was able to relocate my family from Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, to this location, um, to where I've had the opportunity to work with this fine gentleman, um, perhaps the best place I've ever worked in my life. And uh, in a couple of months, I would have been here for five years. Yeah. And I must say that it has been truly a blessing. Well, congratulations yes. on on your upcoming five year anniversary. It, is, it has been yes, my 
distinct yes, honor and privilege of being part of that process and uh, one of the best decisions certainly that I ever made. That being said, mm-hmm. you said you transferred and transitioned from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You were mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma because you're an ORU graduate. You went to Oral Roberts University. Yes, sir. And um, did your studies there. But uh, even before that, you're also a, a veteran of the military. What, what branch yes, of the service were you in, Reverend? I was in the U.S. Army. Yeah. Yes, sir. Infantry. Well, thank you for your service <laughs> to your country. And uh, we appreciate you so much. Yes, uh, I know you to be a family man. I know you to be a man of faith and power uh, and energy. Let's talk about... Um, the work that you do and have done uh, within the walls of a healthcare hospital organization, specifically treating and serving cancer patients. What has that meant to you? What has that been like serving and supporting cancer patients? Let's talk about the impact that that has had on you. What does that mean to you at this point? Well, you know, for me personally, being that I have experienced uh, personal loss of my own mm. um, as a result of this uh terrible disease whenever I see my patients I am reminded of how I would have wanted my loved ones to have been treated okay and so I very conscientiously reflect on that and when I approach them I approach them as if they're my own Mm. Um, because for me they're my heroes Uh, they take all of the excuses away Mm. They remind me of what's really most important. They're fighting for their lives. Yeah. And the right thing is uh, is to treat them with the dignity and respect that they deserve. Yeah. That's just the right thing to do. Mm. And so um, I have found that with me being uh, thankful, with having the privilege to serve them, mm. I have received so much more yeah. than what, I ever thought that I had to give to them. And it's interesting that you say that, Reverend, and I know every every word that you said is absolutely accurate and true. Um, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I'm often asked, particularly when I'm on the plane and when I'm doing uh, symposiums and such, when people ask the, about the type of work that I've done, which is the, which is exactly the same work that you are doing, you're at the bedside of cancer patients and their caregivers every day. You see them in their most vulnerable moments of need and distress. They're searching, they're looking for answers, they're looking for hope. And I've had people to say to me, that must be a really hard job, that must be a really tough job that you have. And I tell people, no, not really. Uh, And I've echoed the same sentiment. I've gained and received so much more than I ever gave, I think, a cancer patient, and that's what you just said and echoed as well, Um, that the ability to really be able to do this type of work in this type of environment, it has an an impact upon you. It it does things to you that is hard to describe to individuals. You've you've been working now with patients for five years, coming up on your fifth year, as you've stated. When When you go home from working all day with cancer patients, what are some of the things that you that you think about or you've thought about or maybe even discussed with your, because I know your precious, wonderful, wonderful wife who is a a true uh, helpmeet in every mm-hmm. way. Please give her my best Absolutely. regards. Uh, what are some of the things that you've talked about with, with your darling spouse about some of the things that you've seen or mm-hmm. experienced with patients and the impact of that on your personal life and your personal ministry? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there are some things that I might mention to her 
Um, and obviously, there's a confidentiality of, of information that we yeah. don't share patient personal information, but, you know, in bigger mm-hmm. concepts, basically. Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes I might mention um, just general things with regards to how I'll, how my day went. Yeah. Uh, we would always ask each other how our day went. Sure. Of course, I might, you know, kind of elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. But of course, depending on the day, the primary emphasis is on our uh, time together. Okay. Uh, if it's on a Monday uh, or a Wednesday, it's Zumba. And you let me tell you so, something, Reverend. You stop. Because <laughs> I have seen your Facebook oh, post. Oh, no. No. Yes, I have. No. And and I don't want to put your business in the street, but you brought it up. And and listen, I have been impressed with your workout, your Zumba oh workouts, gosh. Reverend. You you have inspired me. So I just want to say that for what that's worth. And for whatever that's worth at the end of the day, it has been so good to watch you work out, man. You are awesome. Well, you're too kind, sir. Um, but I actually do the Zumba thing to support my wife because if you look at those uh videos closely i'm the only guy there yeah i've noticed that i've noticed that i've noticed that Um, and that's okay so So, you know i just have to roll with that absolutely but yeah mondays and wednesdays is zoom but tuesday is movie night so tuesday we go out to a movie okay you know and so it's great those are kind of the things that i do as kind of self-care yeah because i was that's what i was really trying to get to Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That really helps me to process what I've been exposed to um, in order to put things in perspective. So when I'm in this facility, I'm 100 percent here. Yes. But when I leave here, I am 100 percent away from here. And you know what? You make a awesome point. I remember back in the early days uh, for me when I was doing bedside care, I had gone to a couple of conferences that was talking about self-care for healthcare uh, workers, people who work in the healthcare field because obviously of the concept of uh, compassion fatigue and burnout and et cetera. And we've talked about this on previous shows and they really talked about how important it was to be able to have a line of delineation that when you, you know, particularly with the intensity of what is required and what you and I know you personally, what I know you bring to your work and your ministry every day, you, you give everything you have and you leave it all on the field that when you leave from that environment that you have to learn how to kind of disengage from that so that then you can really take care of and be more mindful of your own mental and emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so to hear you make that distinction, because there may be individuals who may be listening to this broadcast who may be in the healthcare field or may even be interested in going into chaplaincy, and we really encourage you to do so, to understand how important that is to kind of separate those out because of the intense dynamic of the work that you do day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, in doing that, how do you maintain, you know, when, when you come to the office and when you go to the bedside, what are some of the things that you do to help prepare you for your day mm-hmm. that keeps you spiritually nurtured, mm-hmm. fed, and empowered? Absolutely. Well, usually before I uh, go to the floor, one of the things that I usually do, and it's kind of a ritual thing that I do, mm-hmm. is I usually like to read uh, a daily bread. Okay. I, I would read the daily bread and then... Um, uh, I would uh, kneel down at the altar uh, in the chapel, yeah, and I would say a word of prayer, um, asking the Lord to give me the words to say, the deeds to do, 
um, that would truly honor him uh, during the interactions that he has entrusted me with. Yeah. And I'm asking him to guide me um, through that process in hopes that I can in some way be a blessing to that person, whomever he sends to me. Yeah. And so essentially that is kind of my way of getting into the right uh, mindset, okay. spiritual mindset as well, uh, with regards to engaging with my patients, uh, because I always remind them, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that they are never, ever a burden. Mm. Never. Mm. They're always a blessing. Yeah. And I really approach my ministry in that way. I don't ever want my patients to feel as if uh, I don't have enough time to listen to them, okay. to be present for them, okay. to be a compassionate presence in their midst. Uh, I want them to know I am totally there for them. Yeah, yeah. And and again, and as well as I know you, I know that to be absolutely a, the truth and the fact of the matter. Given now that you're coming up on your fifth year, it is impossible not to walk the hallways of this facility and spend time at the bedside of individuals and not uh, accumulate stories and, and scenarios of things that may have mm-hmm. left you with a, an impact or, or an aha moment. Do you have uh, one particular reference of a scenario of, of patient care? We're not going to mention mm-hmm. any patient's names sure. or any of their, their personal health details, obviously. But just high level of, of a scenario, a story, a situation that when you walked away from that, you were like, man, that was a real God moment. There was something really intense that took place there that you can share with the audience of the impact of what you do and what has been done to you while you are doing what you do. Absolutely. You know, um, whenever I do an initial meeting with my patients, I leave them with chaplain's orders. I say, <laughs> you've received doctor's orders, right? And they say, yeah. I say, well, I'm about to leave you with chaplain's orders. Chaplain's orders. I love it. And I said, your chaplain's orders are these. Get back with me with the praise report. Chaplain's orders. So very recently, I interacted with a patient. And the patient shared with me their very favorable prognosis with regards to an answered prayer. And it literally startled the surgeon. Really? The surgeon was surprised. Wow. This was very recently. Okay. And the patient turned and she looked to me and she said, I was merely following my orders in giving you that report. And I said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been obedient. You have just heard from, <laughs> you have just heard from the commanding officer of the Lord's army of hospital chaplains, Reverend Larry Foster, who has, is, and continues to be a faithful soldier on the front line of serving his people who are dealing with the effects of cancer, sickness, and treatment. Today, I say to you, well done, our good and faithful servant and soldier. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your loyalty and thank you for your commitment to God's people. And I will continue to follow chaplain's orders as well. Amen, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. And I really thank you for being the reason for why I'm here. 
Thank God for you. Well, it, it's it's been a pleasure. And I'll share this. I'll say this. Uh, I remember very vividly the last statement that you made to me when we consummated uh, making that an official uh, scenario for this organization. And you said to me, and I shall never forget this, you said, I will make you proud of the fact that you hired me to work at CTCA. And I will do everything I can to make that be the best thing that you've ever done. And that truly is a true statement. Thank you so much. I love you. I respect you. Love to your family, your yes, daughters. Sir. I hope they're doing well and your wife. Yes, and until the next time, Reverend Foster, get back out on the front line, man. You got some wood to chop and make a difference in the lives of God's people. Take care. Thank you, sir. Percy McRae, our host here talking with our very special guest, Larry Foster. I'm so glad that God put you men in these positions. I am as well because I could not imagine doing anything other than what I do and meeting and having relationship with the people that I have. I, I feel blessed and fortunate. Now you know why we titled today's program chaplain's orders yes sir because at the end of the day we have uh the unbelievable experience of this chaplain who talks about how he engages and in many cases inspires the patients that he sees around the idea of motivating them around getting and having a good report (laughs) we'll talk more about uh, that interview in just a moment our resource this week is entitled emotional needs of cancer patients and this is available right now at health hope and inspiration.com. Download it, share it with others. Maybe you'll find it helpful. Maybe you know it would help someone you love. Emotional needs of cancer patients available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We heard from uh, Larry here today. You don't have to be in the hospital on staff there to minister. We have a a ministry leaders network of people around the country that you've helped establish. Absolutely. I want to be clear. You don't necessarily have to be stationed inside of a local hospital to minister to this community of people. There is someone in your neighborhood, in your community, in your local church who is probably dealing with a battle of cancer. Join our Cancer Care Ministry Leaders Network free of charge where you can receive downloadable resources and a regular email newsletter from me that will help inform and inspire you about cancer care ministry. We will nurture you and love up on you so that you can go out and love up on and nurture other people living with cancer. Yeah, I know your heart's desire is to network together these uh, ministry leaders. That's why you've created the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. And anyone listening right now can sign up. There is exclusive online leaders resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our monthly informative email newsletter. Percy, thanks for putting this together. Anyone interested, go to healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, sign up. Pray about it. Sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Yeah, come join the team. We're waiting on you. All right. Larry Foster was our guest today. He made so many good points. Listen, Reverend Larry Foster is someone who who God has anointed uh, to be very vigilant and very focused around uh, taking his 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 calling serious. And of course, he associated that uh, given his military background. And we thank him for his service in the United States Army. Yes, sir. Of receiving orders and 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 giving orders, and not to control and manipulate people, but he understood the dynamic that uh, how to motivate and inspire uh, people who are struggling and, and battling through things to give them something to work toward and yeah. something to think about in terms of uh, facilitating pr- 
praise reports and fighting uh, for a praise report. This this man is spectacular uh, in the capacity of the work that he does. Well, I knew I liked Larry as soon as he said that he has received much more than he's been able to give. He made it very clear. We've heard it often. I've said it several times before. It is impossible to work with this community of people and 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 walk away with the disposition that, boy, those folks were really lucky I came to see them today. The fact of the matter is, it is our privilege, and we are lucky and fortunate that they allowed us on their journey and that they've shared their journey mm-hmm. and their experiences with us. And it is a privilege to be able to journey with someone battling through cancer. And what we receive and what we learn, we could not exchange for all of the gold in the world. That's how precious it is. I think Larry gave us the uh, the formula for his success when he said that he's He's spiritually fortified before he ever enters the uh, the room, the hospital room there. He he reads scripture. He prays. He commits that time to the Lord. He does. He, he understands the fact that he can't go into uh, this environment in his own strength because that's really what that boils down to, that he draws upon uh, he, uh, the well of his spiritual source, and that is God uh, and the Holy Spirit, uh, the holy uh, scriptures of the word that empowers and impacts him in a way that then he can go and empower and impact others. But the flip side of that is that he also understood his humanity, that he can't stay in that yes, mold right, yeah. 24 hours, seven days a week that he has to disengage. So that's where Zumba comes in? And so part, <laughs> part of his disengagement and his support of his wonderful, lovely wife is that he uh, attends Zumba. Uh, but again, you know, we had we had fun with that. But the fact of the matter is, and you know, we've talked about this, Wayne, about being active, engaging our physical being. Mm-hmm. There are mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits to that that we kind of take for granted. Exercise is not just about being in shape and looking good. There is a, uh, a benefit mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually that brings clarity, uh, d- uh, uh, decompresses stress, and in the process, of that, you also get in shape. So he understands the fact that he has to uh, disengage from his work so that he can reinvest back in his own personal well-being. Well, you know, because you've been there, it's easy to get uh, in a, a situation of imbalance, isn't it? You... It's it's very easy. When we look at some of the national statistics of, of marriages, uh, poor relationships, poor health, uh, there's been some some things that I've seen that, you know, have list pastors and spiritual leaders kind of in your top five list of vocations that their their relationships and their marriages suffer because they're so in, in a giving mode. And I, I've got to save this person or help that individual or attend to this person's needs that we can lose sight of the fact that we have needs that need to be addressed and managed and monitored. But that's true of all of us, not not just the so-called professionals. It's true of every one of us. We need to have balance in our lives. And that's with our, our diet. That's with our physical fitness, our mental well-being. Uh, we can't just you can't drive your car 100 miles per hour constantly Mm-mm. all day without burning up your engine potentially. Right. The last thing I wanted to bring up from your interview with Larry was the fact that he he wants to communicate to those he ministers to that they are never a burden to him. Yes, his commitment, and, and he's highly motivated around the fact that he has had personal loss of cancer in his own family's life. So he considers it uh, a way of serving and commemorating uh, his lost loved ones and making sure that every patient that he serves never feels that they are a burden 
detriment to him, but in fact that they are a blessing to him and that he goes into every engagement with letting that individual know that I have time for you today. What can I do for you right now? And he lives that and epitomizes that every day. Well, Chaplain Foster gave us our marching orders, didn't he? He did. And we are going to be good soldiers and we're going to carry out those orders because at the end of the day, I, like you, Wayne, I want to hear God say something to us that is going to be reinforced in our scripture here. Yeah. Well, let's circle back on that right now. So as we close, Matthew, the 25th chapter, verse 23, and this should be the goal for all of us that we want to hear the Lord say this to us. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Today, Uh, Wayne and I charge everyone under the sound of our voice, your marching orders today is to go out and make a difference in someone's lives and display the love, the faith, and the hope of God to someone in your path. Amen. All right. Let me uh, one more time mention our website and our free resource, Emotional Needs of Cancer Patients. It's available to you at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You'll find us on Facebook now. That's a great way to leave us a note. Let us know what you think of what you hear here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right, I hear the uh, the wood's starting to get chopped. You you got some work to do. Yeah, I've got to go put on my boots and my hat and my scarf because I've got to go out to the elements and I've got to chop some wood, my friend. All right. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America with Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Thanks for listening. Aye, aye, Captain. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.